Guys, we're almost there. Eight days left till the election. Eight days left of those campaign trail notifications popping up on your phone, political memes filling up our feed, and anxiety out the wazoo for many of us. But today's episode, we are not talking about any of that or what is going to happen on November 3rd. We want to talk about what we both promise to do after the election and what we hope you will consider and pray about doing too. This episode today is all about unity. Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. I totally loved your suggestion to talk about unity for this episode, unity after the election. Yes, let's talk about that. I feel like it's been really easy to get angry um, during this time. I mean, this whole year, it's there's been coronavirus, this whole pandemic, um, a lot of social justice issues happening, and then the election. So it's been like this crazy year. But what are we going to do after, after it's over, like post, post exactly when things are going to be different? Don't we want that? Don't we want things to look different in a couple months? I do. Um, so I think. I think we should talk about unity. I mean, it's, it seems almost impossible right now to, to connect um, with both sides, whatever side you stand on. I've never felt so further from the other side, and I know that's how they feel about me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. How do we find mm-hmm. that common ground? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head the other day when you were telling me about the social dilemma, which I haven't watched yet, but... I really want to watch it because, um, I mean, maybe you could go into a little more detail, but from what I have gathered from other people who have seen it, it's really this idea that social media algorithms are making it so that really what we're consuming daily is what we want to hear. And we're getting put into these bubbles of, you know, information overload, whether it's Democrat content or Republican content, um, or really any movement that we become sucked into on social media is what we are being consumed by. And therefore, we're not seeing any diversity of thought. And we aren't realizing that, oh, maybe there are friends of mine that don't think this way. Um, and, And what I've realized is as soon as I get rid of that, and I stop obsessing over scrolling, And I have meaningful conversations. They haven't all been in person because of COVID and not being able to see everybody. But the the texting conversations I've had and even lots of DM conversations have been very, very fruitful. But what I've realized personally, what hasn't been fruitful is scrolling and continuously consuming the content that makes me personally more annoyed Mm -hmm. at the other side. Totally. And I mean, think about it. If you want to see negativity, you're going to. That's just, you said it earlier, that's law of attraction. And I find that with social media, we can make up these stories in our head. And it doesn't help, as I learned in The Social Dilemma, that they manipulate our human behavior for profit. So if you think about it, I go on social media and I um, am so you know staunch in my beliefs. And one person who I am friends with posts something different. I suddenly can start making up in my head that that was for me personally, mm-hmm. that they're attacking me and what I believe and that they have a problem with me. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's the sad thing about social media. If it's not in check is that it becomes this like selfish, self-obsessed 
platform where we think it all revolves around us. Wow. The fact of the matter is, if I was smart all the time, I could get off the app and go text the person and say, hey, how are you? Just the other day, B, I was, I posted something. I shared something. Um, I don't even remember what it was, to be honest. I try to be careful, just like you, but sometimes I share things. And a friend overshare. from overshare and a friend from college who you know a guy friend um uh-huh. messages me out of nowhere and says uh-huh. you're better than this this is ridiculous i'm like hey friend how are you i haven't seen wow. you in years i'd love to keep this friendship mind you he hasn't asked about me hasn't said hey how are yeah. you there's been none of that it's just immediately i'm mad at you how dare you yeah and we're all guilty of that feeling right yeah yeah I, I think that you, yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. It's, we are in our own worlds, but we're all very uh, passionate about things that we care about. And so we're posting things, rarely thinking, what will this bring out of somebody else? Um, I don't, I think majority of things that we're seeing online I don't think that there is a ton of malintent. Now, there is mm-hmm. censorship going on on higher levels mm-hmm. in Facebook and Instagram, which we can totally go into later, but that's its own issue. But I think friend to friend, mm-hmm. the issue there is what you exactly just said. It needs to start with, I'm not saying shy away from debate, but it should definitely start with, hey girl, how are you? Or, you know, hey friend, haven't talked to you in forever. I wanted to talk to you about something you posted. And like one friendship that comes to mind, my friend Alyssa, who you know, um, from college, we have had lots of debates um, online, (laughs) but we have always ended them with, you know, I'm so glad I have you as a friend because I have genuine questions about this side. And I want to know, like, where is this kind of like thought process coming from? And we laugh that like, thank God we have each other because we don't have all other friends <laughs> right. who think differently and we can have this conversation and totally like not want to rip our heads off at the end of it. Oh my um, gosh. I love that B. We so need more of those. It, it's not like I have, it, it's not like the story always ends that way though. And I think that's the same for lots of people right now. Um, and so I think the question that we need to point back to is what are we individually going to do and make a decision? How are we going to behave on November 4th or whenever a decision is made about who our next president is? What, what are we personally going to commit to that we are going to set, set a standard for how we are going to react and treat people? I love that. Just really acknowledging that it's in our hands because it is, we've seen it go both ways before we've seen people freak out, say not my president, for example, Mm -hmm. or just, you know, and I'm guilty of this. I'm leaving the country, you know, Mm -hmm. those comments, Mm -hmm. but I will make a declaration right now to you. If the person I would rather not win wins, Mm -hmm. I will pray for them and Mm -hmm. I will move on with my life Mm -hmm. and go Mm -hmm. and love the people in front of me, my family, my friends, and start there. Because what we always talk about is it begins there. So if we're not, if we're too busy freaking out outside of the home, yeah, I just think we're not going to get anywhere. What do you think? 
I, I completely agree. Like my promise to myself and to everyone in my life is if, if the election does not go the way that I personally hope it does, I have no plans to riot. I have no plans to, you know, email demands to people who I know voted for a certain person. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing in my being wants to do that. However, I think we're being naive if we say that we haven't heard um, talk from from other other entities saying if this doesn't go our way, you know, there's going to be hell to pay. We are going to riot in the streets. We are going to have demonstrations. And my question to those people is, what does that do for our country? And what does that do for for the unity of this country? You know, it just came out that. Iran and Russia are actually seeing what's happening. They're seeing Americans divide and they're saying, let's insert ourselves and divide them even more. Mm. So it is actually becoming to me a civic duty to have unity within your community and your family and your friends. It is becoming so Mm. serious that we um, stop this divide and we learn to live together because we're actually having foreign adversaries try to manipulate how we see fellow Americans. And that to me should be the biggest wake up call for us. Wow. Amen. I mean, it's almost not a joke. It's, it's like, yeah, you can, you know, say F you to someone on Instagram and think Mm -hmm. that you aren't doing anything wrong, but actually you are doing something wrong Mm -hmm. because like this is becoming, the stakes are much higher and we need to actually all kind of look inward and say, um, am I attacking someone for, for the beliefs? And is this a productive conversation? And if the answer is no, then you need to take it to prayer. You don't need to even take it to messaging that person. You need to first take to prayer. That's so right. I mean, what were the readings today? It was literally like, if this does not bring joy or peace, then it's not from God when discerning. <laughs> like, ask yourself that. So if you really I wish that I read that. That's amazing. Where does it come from? I think it's... Um, it is, I wrote it down today because I was like, Lord, you're being a little. That's amazing. Pushing. Wow. But, yeah. It was Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Wow. So back to what you said though, B, about treating others like humans, which yeah. goes back to the social dilemma. We aren't being treated like humans on the platform, but honestly, whose fault is that? We give into yeah. it. It's addicting. Yeah. It's as addicting as drugs. We know this. We still use it. Exactly. So, you know, taking that out and having the clear conversations are important, like you said. But you said something earlier. We always like to talk about spiritual warfare. Now, Mm -hmm. who is attacking us on these things? I don't think it is the right, the left. You know, I don't think you can say it like that. I think it's the devil and or these big, huge companies or, you know, like you were saying earlier, these foreign countries coming in. I mean, I I don't want to generalize, you know, sides against each other, but um, I'm just going to come out and say it because I I do think that I I, so many conservatives have messaged me this election because of things I have posted. And I'm not even like in no way, shape or form am I an influencer or have a massive following. So to me, that's actually more surprising that I don't have a large following and even My humble following within that, I probably had almost a hundred people if I had to guesstimate 
message me things like, thank you so much for posting this. I believe this, but I'm so afraid to post it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do have to say on the flip side, I have seen um, a lot of, um, how do I say this? Um, A lot of um, non-conservatives freely message, freely attack and freely post. Um, And so I, I wonder to myself, sometimes because Republicans, conservatives usually have a Christian background of some sort. Um, there's a varying spectrum, obviously, of people who, you know, are conservative um, and the beliefs they hold. But because the majority um, seem to be believers in some capacity, um, I do think sometimes we take an approach of the doormat. We're not going to mm-hmm. post anything because we don't want to be trampled on. We don't want 10 people messaging us, yelling at us. Um and, and that is, it's not the average Republicans way to message other people and disagree with them and mm-hmm. hate on them. I, I just don't believe that because lots of conservative friends I have completely shy away from mm-hmm. any sort of debate, any sort of politics, um, mm-hmm. you know, and yet uh, people that my family know have had, you know, papers taped up to their door saying you've been mm-hmm. identified as a Trump supporter and make sure you get uh, homeowners insurance that that covers um, your house being burned down uh, if Trump wins. So That's a threat. It's, it's crazy. It's like we really need to get back to this place where, you know, as Christians, getting back to my point, as Christians, we believe we need to turn the other cheek. But that does not mean that we need to become doormats. You know, like you can respectfully, totally respectfully um, post what you believe and stand for the truth. Um, but not attack other people. Even if they attack us, we always have to remain of the posture that we will not attack back. And if someone continues to message you, they continue to poke at you. I think the best thing to say to those people is, you know, God bless you. It doesn't seem like this conversation is working out and, you know, best of luck with everything that you're pursuing Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, seeking the truth and finding the truth. But since we aren't able to have a productive conversation, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if I bother you, just like, please feel free to unfollow me. Um, and and that's obviously worst case scenario, but, um, I think best case scenario is those conversations end with saying, wow, I didn't think of it that way. Or I see your side, um, something of a positive effect where we need to get back to a relational place with people where the relationship we have with them is more important than being right. That's just it. Oh, that's good. And what are we going to do after the fact? That's another thing. So we can have these debates during this time, but when the person wins, they won, right? Exactly. My one of, I just told you the story. It was last election. I had no idea I did this. It was just in passing, but I must've texted a couple friends of mine after Trump won. And I apologized in kind of a way of like, I'm sorry for your loss. I know it's going to be hard for a couple of days. Why? Because I would feel the same way. I would feel like wow. a loss, right? And I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was the right thing to do. I also, you know, love these friends and I don't want to end a friendship over our votes. Years later, one of my friends told me that that really meant more than I knew to her and that she wow. would not have done the same thing to me, but now she would because wow. she sees how much it means. So I think not, I'm not saying that story to say, wow, I did such a lovely thing. I'm saying that 
because I think we should all take the road, the higher road. That's the only choice we have. Totally. Totally. What does, what does crying in the streets and calling people names do? It does nothing. We're not even, this is just an election. And I can't believe I'm saying that because this is such a serious election, but we weren't made for this world. We were made for heaven and this, mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be perfect here, right? If we place all of our trust and faith in a president, yikes. I know. And I saw like some, it was like either a shirt that I saw that was circulating or a post and it was like, win or lose, like Jesus will still be king. So oh. whether your candidate wins or loses, it will not be like Armageddon the next day because actually our faith is not in a president. And that can sound so cheesy and such an overused phrase. But if we are so, and and this is me talking to myself because I do, I get very worked up about, um, about politics because, um, a lot of times faith and religious freedom and all of those things are very intertwined with politics And so I think that's why we all get so heated about this because we care about our families. We care about our kids. We care about our parents. We care about our communities. And the thought that, you know, bad policy can affect our communities really bothers us, which it should. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, who do you have faith in? These people that we've Mm -hmm. made to be like gods in our life? Or do you have faith in a much bigger God who knows exactly what's going to happen? And he has allowed whatever's going to happen to happen. So we have to have trust that he's going to protect us, that he's going to carry us. And that no matter what happens, that as long as we have faith and we are taking our anxieties to prayer and not to anger, that things are going to work out. Amen. These are human beings, Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. like you and me. We are all flawed. We are all sinful. These people are humans just like us. So why are we placing everything in in them? Totally. And I mean, to to end on a positive too about this election, to not be so, you know, doom and gloom about it because (laughs) it has been hard. Um, and I, we feel like we're echoing things that we've heard other people say, and we, we just have felt in the air, but a positive is that last night's debate, I thought was much more respectful and I thought it was much more, um, humane. So, I mean, all of us are realizing, including these candidates that you have to have a level of respect for each other, um, regardless of what you, uh, disagree on or believe. Um, and I agree. I don't think this election is worth losing friendships. I don't think it's, it's worth having rifts over. Um, and I just hope that all of us, similar to what you and I shared, like anyone listening just can kind of meditate and think to themselves, like, how am I going to be prepared? Just like you'd prepare for a half marathon or anything big in your life, a big talk, a big speech, um, Mm -hmm. childbirth, like how, like go mentally there, like go mentally to the person you know, that you hope wins losing and, and decide how am I going to act in that moment and moving forward? Wow. I just closed my eyes when you said that. <laughs> like, honestly, like pretend that it happens and pretend blank loses. Mm-hmm. How are you going to treat your friends, your family, your coworkers, everybody in your, um, in your circle of interest, your circle of influence? Um, 
That's so good. And it kind of goes to with like, how do you want to be seen? Not that perception matters, but how do you want, what do you want your legacy to be? Do you want to be that angry old ratchety lady that was pissed off that she she wanted? Or do you want to be joyful and loving and open armed to everyone? I have people in my family who I'm like, are you serious? Wake up. But you know what says that meditation you just told me about? I'm about to be so loving to them. (laughs) If my guy doesn't win. I'm only saying this for myself because I need to prepare. So I am just sharing with anyone who wants to hear, this is what I'm going to do for the next week. And also personally, like I am going to get off social media. I've decided like I have been wanting to do this for a very long time, but one practice that I super just have been interested in and a lot of social media, um, Uh, I guess, influencers and marketers and educators always say to get out of the real app and to get yourself a scheduling tool. So, you know, you can still use these um, awesome platforms for what they're meant for, um, but you don't get lost in scrolling. So Mm -hmm. I I just think that like, if we all did that, I mean, wow, I, we would, we would not be influenced by so much. We would still get to share our thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. But we wouldn't just like lose so many hours in the day, like obsessing mm-hmm. over other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, this is not an ad, but I use later <laughs> and I really like later. <laughs> Maybe it will be an ad. <laughs> later, if you want to sponsor us, you know, we are open armed to that. We are open armed. I have that timer on my phone too, but I'm embarrassed to tell you I go over the two hours every single day and I keep saying 15 more minutes. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Horrible. It's easy to go over. But I love that. And I I did see a lot of influencers. So funny you said that be that are getting off all of November, like November one. I'm like, (gasps) that's That's smart. Could I do it? I haven't seen that, but that's such a good idea. Isn't it? It's like just live life. But yeah, yeah, we'll find a happy balance. I love those practical tips using later. Just checking in with yourself. Am I feeling rushed and anxious? Let's just get off yeah. right now. Take it to prayer, like you said. That's good. Yeah, totally. Do you want to talk about anything you're doing right now? Any surprise and delight? Anything you're reading, writings, listening to? Well, okay. One fun festive thing. My family was never really a Halloween family, but we still obviously went trick-or-treating and everything. But I, maybe it's because I have kids now, but I am definitely more not into like the demons and creepy stuff, but it's been fun to like go around and just like get in, I guess just like the general holiday spirit and like drive the kids around to see all of the um, decorations for Halloween. And my friend just invited me to, she, she got a projector in her backyard and she's doing a girl's night where she's screening like the witches. <gasps> Did you see that? No. Yeah. That sounds so awesome. And in it's, the backyard. Yeah. It's based on a book, but it has Anne Hathaway, um, Octavia Spencer, just like a really awesome cast. And so it's going to be just like a girl's night uh, movie screening for this Halloween movie. So I'm kind of excited about that. That sounds um, like a blast. What are you doing? Oh, you have a big interview coming up. Can you share about that BBC interview? Oh. So I did this little, um, I don't even know what it was, but they interviewed four different um, religions. Well, they it was a Muslim, a Jewish rabbi, a Catholic, and one more. I think it was a Mormon. And we all discussed our um, beliefs 
and how that would affect who we vote for. Wow. And so it was very quick. It was fun. I didn't think much of it, but then they asked me, which was really nice to do one with three other Catholic women um, who are all have different, um, they're all voting for somebody else. Um, obviously two for Trump, two for Biden. And we're going to have an open like round table discussion. So I'm a little nervous and a little oh excited. Gosh. But the no. cool thing about it with the unity B is that it's after the election. Oh, yeah. so it should be interesting. I was just going to say, this is so perfect for everything we've been talking about. Um, with unity that you get to have this um, really cool experience to talk and interview with individuals on the other side of the aisle. And I, I just can't wait to see how that goes. I think that's going to be awesome. Thanks, sis. I'm excited. You just want to sound, you know, professional, but also loving. And I think what you said earlier is all it is, is listening, hearing mm-hmm. the other person out and being willing to say, great. I see mm-hmm. where you're coming from. That's yeah. it we don't need to discuss anymore. And I just think as I get older, I'm realizing how important that is. <laughs> I think we're all growing here. All of us. <laughs> I feel myself growing and also more critical, like in a good way. Like yes. there's growth and there's also like much more like self-awareness. Self. Yes. Like yes, exactly. when I post something that I know has been an overshare, I now <laughs> immediately know. And there's even times that I'm like, I'm just going to delete that, you know, like, it, it, like I, I think it's true, but I also am like, I, there's no, there's no purpose, you know, like what's the point? Yeah. So this? it's having exactly. a happy medium because if mm-hmm. you had not been so outspoken in a good way of your faith, you wouldn't have been asked to come back and do this other super um, meaningful interview. Um, So I think there's just like a balance. It, it, there's a balance and, and we got to find the balance, I think is what it's all about. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you hit five stars or subscribe? Better yet, would you just share with a friend? We'd also love to hear from you. Send us an email or follow us on Instagram.